Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning. How are you? And thank, you thank you for having me on the show. Stephen, yours is a very interesting story, but before we get into some of the issues that you'd like to raise with me today, let, let's talk a little bit about your own involvement in Gaelic Games and, and go right back. First off, set the scene. It was kind of Gaelic Games have been in, embedded in your, in, your, in your history, in your family history, really. Well, the Quigleys in Rathnewr are second cousins of mine, and the O'Connors in Pierce'stown are second cousins of mine. Uh, the Quigleys on my dad's side and the O'Connors on my mother's side. And my father had been team doctor to the Wexford Hurling team dating back to about 1958. And he died in 1987. And uh, Joe Shockensy very kindly asked me, would I like to uh, become the hurling doctor for Wexford County Board uh, on the death of my father? And I accepted that kind invitation. And you never sought any payment for it? Uh, no, it was an honour and a privilege, and at that time, volunteerism was uh, the order of the day. And I, w- my dad and I were given two tickets for the All-Ireland Hurling final each year. And Kevin mm. Byrne, who is the football doctor, also mm. worked for, has worked for the past 20 years in a voluntary capacity. And he gets two tickets for the football final every year. Right. Um, and that's really all we've ever asked for, and we were delighted to contribute to uh, Wexford Hurling and Football. Uh, and it culminated for you uh, after this uh, initial sort of baptism into it with the 96 All-Ireland Final. And you have a story to tell just how much you were committed because your wife Joan was pregnant on the eve of the final, is it? Uh, well, what happened was uh, Joan was expecting our third child um, in early June and was well overdue. And uh, Wexford were playing awfully in the Leinster Final on Bank Holiday Sunday. And I was caught in the dilemma, should I go to the match or what would happen if Joan went into labour with two other small children at home? Uh, So I waited and waited for as long as I could. So I said to her eventually, I have to go. And Sergeant Michael Galvin, who's from Offaly, was travelling with me. And I said, you know where I am. If you go into labour, drive up to the hospital and they'll admit you and I'll be back as soon as I can. So Michael Galvin and I set off at the last minute and we arrived at the Silorgan dual carriageway to find that there was single traffic only because there were roadworks being done and there was no possible way we were going to get to Croke Park on time with this. And I didn't know whether to turn around and go home or to try and continue on. And then I saw on to my left there was a special lane reserved for Garda cars only. So I said to Mick Galvin, I said, Mick, we're going on this lane now and if we're stopped, you're going to do all the talking. So we raced up this Garda lane and we got into Croke Park with about 10 minutes to spare. Right. And uh, we went through security and par- parked the car, went through security and I had to run across the pitch from the Hogan stand side about five minutes before the throw-in to get to the Wexford dugout. And uh, fortunately, Wexford won the match and I stitched George O'Connor, my cousin, after the match and then headed home. And Joan went into labour at yeah. 2 o'clock on Bank Holiday Monday. And Philip, our son, uh, was born at about 10 o'clock on Bank Holiday Monday morning. Yeah. So that all worked out very nicely in the end. That, that <laughs> culminated, of course, eventually in Wexford winning the All-Ireland Final in 96. And uh, there were honours to be gained from that, including a holiday, which you could not go on. But uh, there's well, another side was, to this story I was invited well. and, um, to travel with the team on the holiday to America by the county board. 
but uh, with a young family and a young baby and a very busy medical practice and getting locums would be very difficult. Uh, I didn't go, but the county board very kindly, um, when they came back, there was money left over in the kitty and it was divided out among the people who were entitled to go, but for different reasons couldn't. And they said to me it was £1,500 uh, for myself if I wanted to go on a private holiday. But Liam Dunn had uh, fractured his leg playing for Owler de Ballock in a Leinster Club Senior Championship match up in Belfield against Camrost. And the uh, Echo ran a story that his club ran a benefit night to support mm-hmm. him. And I said to McKinsley, the county secretary, what you'll do please is book Liam Dunn and his family into a luxury hotel in Killarney for a week. Another aspect to, to the, the, the Bow family involvement in GA were the various cups because the Bob Bow Cup we're familiar with, but there were more. There's, there's eight cups in total and you're well, concerned because you believe four of these cups are missing? No, they are missing. I, uh, over the years, uh, have donated four cups to Wexford Hurling. Uh, one was the County Junior Hurling Cup. I donated that to the county board. I gave a cup to St. Peter's because my father played for St. Peter's and Philip, my son, was enrolled there. Um, I gave one to the Martins because Ruth, my daughter, uh, was playing hurling and camogie for them and people were spending time teaching my children skills. So I donated a cup to St. Martins and I donated a cup to the volunteers because Philip was playing hurling with them. I also donated a cup to the Shelmaliers because I was uh, appointed dispensary doctor to both Wexford Town and Castle Bridge and Jerome Hines had died and his son Fergus was on the minor panel so I gave a cup to the Shelmaliers and called it the Jerome Hines Hurling Cup um, in honour of all the work that Jerome Hines did for Wexford. I also gave a cup to Rathnewer because my father was very heavily involved with Rathnewer and the Quigleys were second cousins. I gave a cup to the Duffy Rovers because my father was president and chairman of the Duffy Rovers in his time. I also gave a cup, a very important, uh, valuable cup to the Wexford County Board called the Wexford Hurling Challenge Cup. The idea being to keep the Wexford, uh, the challenge being to keep Wexford Hurling uh, at the top level. Uh, And unfortunately, that cup is missing. The Volunteers Cup is missing. The Shelmaliers Cup is missing. And the Duffy Rovers Cup is missing. So I would appeal to anybody out there who knows of the whereabouts of any of these cups, right. would they please return the meter to the respective clubs that, that I presented them to or to Wexford County Board. People may have in innocently put them on their sideboard and okay. never returned them. So well. if anybody knows of their whereabouts... Please return please them return to the them club them or the county board. Please, yes. I'd be very grateful yeah. if you would do that because four cups are missing okay. out of a total of eight. Stephen, you've given us a kind of an insight into your passion for the game. You've talked about even uh, that trip to Croke Park when your wife was pregnant. But after so many years, so many decades involved with Wexford GA, it took a turn, and I let you take uh, take me through. So you had a visit from the current Wexford manager, Darry Egan. Darry Egan uh, met me. Uh, he came out to my house. I, I would have met him anywhere, but he said, "No, I come out to my house. It's on the outskirts of Wexford Town." And he said to me, "You're now retired from general practice in Selsker, so the players don't have any access to you in a surgery." And if they need prescriptions or referrals to MRI scans or physiotherapy or anything like that, uh, x-rays, how do they access you? So what I'd like you to do would be to uh, find some young doctor, uh, initiate him into all the issues involved with being doctor to Wexford Hurling team. And then when he's suitably trained, uh, you can then retire. So I responded by saying that I 
didn't know any young doctor who um, could find it difficult to do house calls, never mind drive around the country to ferns and training sessions, the Centre of Excellence in Ferns, and or to matches all over the country. And I said, uh, I do all the hurling teams, both senior, minor, under 21, junior, intermediate. Uh, and I don't know if anyone else is going to make that commitment, particularly in a voluntary capacity. But I said, if you can find one, best to look to you. He said, can you kind of recommend anyone? I gave him the names of a few male doctors who had some sporting connections. I said, you can try them and see what happens. And so he rang one of those and uh, the doctor in question said that he, he said, uh, would you like to be team doctor to Wexford Hurling team? And the doctor in question said, but you have a doctor, you have Stephen. And the reply from Darigan was, oh, no, he's gone. So the doctor said, well, I can't do it, but I know someone in another county who's interested in sport and they might help you out if you're stuck. And so unknown to me, Darigan rang this particular doctor and I continued on being attending training sessions in Ferns during November. And I uh, actually referred one of the senior players for an X-ray uh, the very, but the la- in the last week of November mm. to Wexford Hospital fractured thumb and unknown to me this doctor from another county posted on their Facebook page that they were now team doctors to the Wexford hurling team as of December mm. 1st 2021 I'm trying to fathom what you're saying to me so listening to what you're saying to me you were on, on the impression when you had got somebody in position then you would have stepped back. But no, I wasn't. He was suggesting that. Yeah, but right, okay. I felt that his chances of getting somebody to do what I was doing in a voluntary capacity right. was zero. Okay. So that, but if he could find someone, the best to look to him. Right. And uh, he mo- organized somebody, without telling me, who put up on their Facebook page in December, the 1st of December 21, that they were now a team doctor to the Wexford Hurling team. And I was up at a training session in the last week right. of November, treating an injured player, referring them down to casualty, and nobody had the decency to tell me that someone else was coming on board as of the 1st of December. When your understanding was that you were going to be given the opportunity to pick your own replacement? Well, I, I would at least be informed. Uh, well, yes, if I could find one, uh, well and good. And if I couldn't, if anyone else found one, then at least I'd be kept kind of in the loop. Were you hurt by this? Uh, surprised uh, and I suppose disappointed. But I don't allow the bad behaviour, as I would see it, of other people to dominate my attitude to life and, and my kind of day-to-day mood. Because you know there, people are going to listen to this and they're going to say to both you and to me this morning, well, Darry Egan was well within his rights to pick whoever he wanted or recommend whoever he wanted. But do you believe it could have been handled differently? Oh, it certainly could have been handled differently. And I don't know whether Darry Egan has the right to pick a doctor because A, what training has he uh, about selecting medical personnel and B, is it, is it the duty of the county board to appoint somebody or is it the, is it, is it the prerogative of the manager or is it, is it a combination of both? But I wasn't forewarned. I was actually attending training sessions right up to the very end of November uh, and doing a job properly and someone was being planted in unknown to me as of the 1st of December. Now, uh, as it happened, Shane Roach, the football manager, rang Dr. Kevin Byrne in sometime in December to say that, the, that a doctor now in charge of the hurling team uh, was promoting COVID vaccine for the panel. And what did Dr. Byrne think about the footballers getting COVID vaccine? Uh, 
So Kevin Byrne rang me and said, there's a new doctor over the senior hurling team. And I said, no, there isn't. I'd have been told of it if there was, sure, there couldn't be. So that's outrageous. Forget it. Nonsense. But I accidentally bumped into one of the senior play- hurling players in uh, Jim and Ferry Carrick on the first Sunday in January. And I asked what time was training because I was going to go up uh, and do it. I hadn't attended training during December because I was involved in the COVID virus vaccination programme, which went on late very evening, every evening. So I couldn't attend training. But I was on the mobile phone uh, to both the physiotherapist. All the players have my mobile phone number and the physiotherapist. If there was any difficulty, they'd always contact me and I'd respond appropriately. So I went up. Uh, I, he said, oh, um, I met this senior player and he said, oh, I'm going for a second opinion on my knee. And I said, what's wrong with your knee? He said, oh, the new doctor has concerns I may have a chipped bone in my knee and they want a second opinion. And he said, I've seen an orthopedic surgeon and uh, the MRI and no concerns have been raised about a chipped bone, but th- this doctor wants a second opinion. So I rang Dar Regan and said, Who's, what's all this about? I said, I, and he said, oh, they're this, that and the other and a second opinion is very important. So I said, look, I'll talk to you when I see you tomorrow at the training session. I went up on the Sunday, the first Sunday in January 22. And uh, when it was all over, I went over to Dar Regan and said, look, if you're happy with this new appointment, uh, well and good. I said, but I realized there wasn't space for two doctors. And I said, uh, I'm I'm out of here. And he said, "Okay, that's fine. So out of courtesy, I rang Michal Martin to tell him I had resigned. And he was in West Kerry on a New Year holiday with his family and he said I'll ring you when I come back and he never rang me so I eventually asked, met him and asked to have a meeting so he agreed to meet Kevin Byrne the doctor for the football team and myself in Wexford Park in mid-May to 22 and Gavin the CEO was also in attendance so we asked uh, Michal Martin uh, who appointed this doctor was it uh, the county board or was it Gary Egan or was it both? I said I was appointed by the county board and we didn't get any satisfactory answer and uh, of any, we didn't get any answer of any kind and uh, so I said Is, are they being paid and he said yes. What are the questions you want answered? Uh, well I'd like to know, uh, I mean obviously it's water under the bridge now but I'd like to know uh, who appointed the, my successor uh, and uh, how come that I wasn't informed uh, of this procedure or this mechanism and it was left to, to me to find out purely accidentally from a senior player that uh, this person existed. Look, uh, thank you for joining me in the studio. Uh, I mean, you, you, you came in here to chat and to shoot the breeze literally and to talk honestly and openly. So what are your final thoughts? Well, as I said, you don't allow what well, I would see the the inappropriate behaviour of other people to uh, put you in a bad mood for the rest of your life. Would you have liked to continue on, even though you retired as a doctor, would you have liked to continue on? Well, I had intended continuing on for a while, but, um, you know, I I certainly didn't intend to finish uh, immediately. I was going to be supportive of the new manager and uh, see that that all worked out okay. Um, But obviously no one goes on forever. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.